And now the next question in the Shirt Lab answer series. Hello everyone, this is Marshall Atkinson for Shirt Lab. Welcome to our podcast, the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Our goal with the show is to provide weekly answers to your toughest decorated apparel industry sales and marketing challenges. Hey, thanks for tuning in and let's get right to it. Today we're going to chat with Gary Ficken with Ben Renner Sportswear about serving the athletic market. What's their history and how they solve problems for their customers? But first, let's talk about the Shirt Lab event series. We've already held two Shirt Lab events. The first one was in October in Columbus, Ohio, and the second we just had in St. Louis in March. Both were absolutely fantastic. We had great presenters. It was well attended, and everybody learned tons of stuff. The Shirt Lab has three events left for 2019, Washington, D.C. in May, Portland, Oregon in August, and Atlanta in September. The Washington, D.C. event is going to be all about athletic sales and marketing, and one of the reasons why Gary is on the show today. The Portland event will be about shop best practices and sales and marketing ideas, and we're going to close out the year in Atlanta with the entire program focusing on sales and marketing for your own apparel line. So if you've got that brand that you're trying to launch, this is how you can get it into stores or maybe build a better website that works, that kind of stuff. So you don't want to miss that one. You can learn more at shirtlabpro.com and get signed up with our news feed. So let's get going today. So welcome, Gary. Thanks, Marshall. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. So uh, let's go ahead and get dive right into it. And, you know, you guys at Ben Renner Sportswear are known for your team wear, mostly for baseball and hockey, uh, both for fans and for the actual teams. Can you give us a big picture view of your business, uh, your number one problem that you're, that you're solving for your customers, and maybe how you're working to solve that on a continual basis? Sure. Yeah. In fact, this month, we the company turned 31 years old, and we are an apparel and headwear company. We cater uh, to licensed sports market. Uh, we carry apparel anywhere from newborn through adult, men, women, boys, girls. And our main block of customers are the team merchandise buyers, sports teams merchandise buyers, and we do some business with retail stores, basically placing their local team's merchandise in their stores. Uh, 100% of our printing is done on site. Uh, our embroidery, both for headwear and flat goods, probably about 80% of it is done in a factory in Vietnam, and we still do about 20% of it here. So being in the licensed sports, we're a small, nimble company, and we go to battle every day against the big boys of our licensed sports uh, world, the Nikes, Under Armors, Fanatics, New Era, 47 brands. So that's what we do every day. So you go to battle every day. So you've got a particular game plan in mind for competing with those big guys. Uh, and it's because that you're smaller and you can be more responsive or how do you, how do you compete with that? Yeah. And that, that reflects right into our number one problem, Marshall, and that is competing against large, established, solid, good quality companies. But yet we fill a niche with our small size. But what we have to do, because we're fighting with the big boys, is we have to prove and provide value for these merchandise buyers every day. 
because we're not a name brand. Uh, we're selling basic apparel and headwear. It's not name brand. It doesn't have a swoosh on it. Uh, so we have to differentiate ourselves uh, quite a bit. So that's where we focus on is what, how can we provide value to those team buyers that they're not going to get uh, with the big boys. So we're very well known in our market segments for customer service. Uh, some of our leagues have done merchandise buyer surveys. A league in particular planned on giving three awards to the top three vendors uh, in customer service uh, ratings. Well, when they got done with the survey, uh, they contacted us and said there would be just one award uh, because our scores uh, so far outpaced uh, our competitors that they felt it'd be a slap in our face to give a second, third place uh, award out. So we're known for our customer service. That provides word of mouth. These, these merchandise buyers in the leagues talk amongst themselves looking for best practices. And that's how we've grown our business through the years, quite frankly, is, is, is that word of mouth going on. And as merchandise buyers move to different teams, they tend to bring us along and we tend to re-pick up the business where they left. So that's kind of been how we've pushed that snowball down the hill and, and continue uh, to grow 31 years into, into our existence. So it's really providing great human-to-human -human customer service, proactive service as opposed to reactive service, try to uh, provide turnaround times that are quicker than our competitors. We provide, uh, oh boy, I'm not stretching this at all either, uh, probably 10 times the number of design choices uh, that our competitors do. And we help inexperienced buyers by tracking our product sales by style and our design sales by designs, so we can help that inexperienced buyer learn the ropes by them not reinventing the wheel, but us providing information to them about what styles sell best in the different size categories and which designs are selling best around the country. So that's kind of some of the areas that we try to differentiate ourselves in. So the value you're you're driving is lots of creativity. You're you're proactively creating new ideas and bringing them to the market, so the buyers aren't asking. You're delivering that, and then you're also coupling that with tons of data. This is what sells. This doesn't sell. Uh, look at this. This is the new trend. Look, hey, this is really looks like it's catching on. And then you can show that to everyone, and then they they buy into it. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And we we also try to uh, work with them on quantities. We know because we're not a name brand that we do have to provide sharper pricing than they get from the name brands. But we can provide some of that experience for them with our history and and large customer base that maybe they don't know what the answer is and it will at least give them some suggested answers which they can choose from and, and help grow their business. And being a one-stop shop, some of our competitors do apparel, some of them do headwear, but, but not very many of them do both. And, and we try to pride ourselves on being a one-stop shop for both their apparel and headwear needs. That's great, that's great. 
So for Shirt Lab Washington, D.C., you're going to be talking about planning for sports. So this could be a football team or a baseball team or a hockey team or uh, a 5K race or whatever. You're going to give examples of how you guys do it, thinking months and months and months in advance and what goes on to build into that. So when you make your presentation and close the deal, uh, you're way earlier than other people and you can get things done. So kind of talk about that for a little bit and share with people why that and what they're going to learn. Yeah, I think the thing that that we'll be stressing in Washington, D.C. is that we're constantly planning at least six to nine months ahead. And you need six to nine months because there is just a lot of moving parts that you have to put together before you come up with your marketing tools uh, to get in front of customers with. So some of the areas that that I'll talk about uh, at Washington, D.C. is where do we start and why does it take six to nine months? And and some of the highlights there will be product selection, design line creation, because what we do is we construct our own catalog, so we decide what products we're going to carry in our catalog. And then, you know, the amount of hours that are involved by multiple artists to create a design line, our average design line for one of our sports uh, is in the neighborhood of 120 to 150 different designs that customers can choose from. And of course, the reason for that many designs is, is we have product catering from infants to adults, and that includes both sexes. So not only are we creating designs for a 50-year-old man that hopefully would like, but also that 25-year-old man, and then also that uh, two-year-old uh, boy. So trying to come up with designs that fit all those age groups and sexes, you need a lot of time to plan those designs. So it's a long process. And then once we put the product and design line together, we'll talk a little bit about the pricing aspect. You know, being in this business over 30 years, you know, there's, there's, there's too many screen printers, embroidery houses that, you know, their view is for us to gain market share, we need to be the least expensive out there. Uh, you know, that's going to be our answer to providing value to a customer. Well, I've seen a lot of those businesses come and go. So you cannot base your business model on providing the cheapest price. Otherwise, uh, there'd be somebody else doing that. And whoever did it before you, they're no longer in business. So we'll be talking a little bit about pricing. And then once we have the, the products, the designs, and the pricing, then we'll talk a little bit about you know, the marketing aspect, the tools, and at least how we get in front of customers. Uh, we're very unique compared to the big boys, our competitors, in that they all have outside sales reps. We don't. We do everything in-house. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do trade shows. It doesn't mean we go visit some customers. But we still will be very competitive with our customer uh, and our competitors by still having in-house salespeople. So we'll talk about how we do that. And then the uh, probably the last aspect we'll talk about is how to keep 
those customers and how to grow your customer base. And we'll talk about uh, kind of four different ways that we focus on uh, to keep and grow our customer base. That's awesome. You know, I can't wait to hear that because I think a lot of people here need to understand if they're getting into sports, there's a lot of planning. There's a, and you really wanted to have that value, improve your worth to gain that business, just what it takes to do that. And I really like the fact that you're kind of laying out the groundwork for how somebody uh, can take that and conquer their area with that. So uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. So thanks. You bet. We're, we're looking forward to it. Great. Okay. Well, everyone, that's our show. Hey, Gary, thanks for helping out with the podcast. And I can't wait for Shirt Lab Washington, D.C. It's going to be great. We'd love to get your feedback on your biggest sales and marketing challenge in your shop. Just reach out to us at Tom at ShirtLabPro.com or Marshall at ShirtLabPro.com and send us your biggest issue. Maybe we'll have a future guest tackle that topic. Don't forget to get signed up for our updates, future Shirt Lab events at ShirtLabPro.com. Thanks for listening. We'll check you next time. Say goodbye, Gary. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Shirt Lab Answer Series. Don't forget to send your questions to Marshall at ShirtLabPro.com.